The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Horror Hotel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series, PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. That was extra. Here on Horror Hotel, we're going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Please welcome my co-hosts, Night Manager Legionnaire. Hey, we may not enjoy living together, but dying together isn't going to solve anything. Damn it. Well, I believe the great, uh, late great Maya Angelou once sent that. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> Night Auditor Mark Estes. Hello, creatures of the night. Next up, Guest Services Supervisor Donovan Trot, our own creeping terror. They're coming to get you, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. And Banquet Manager. Ramon Marquise. Come, come, come. You must hurry up. Um, before we head on over to the ballroom, <laughs> let's stop by the front desk, where one of our bellhops has a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. <laughs> I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Pampichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Pampichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit pampichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. 
You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom. It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 1968's Night of the Living Dead. Here's the official synopsis of the film. There is panic throughout the nation as the dead suddenly come back to life. The film follows a group of characters who barricade themselves in an old farmhouse in an attempt to remain safe from these flesh-eating monsters. Burm, burm, burm. All right, you know my question. Have you ever seen this movie before? Do we have some virgins who has seen or hasn't ever seen 1968's Night of the Living Dead? Let's start off with you, Donovan. Um. So the last time I saw this movie, yes, I have seen it before. The last time I saw it was maybe a decade ago. So it felt new, even though I'd seen it several times before. All right now. Legionnaire? Uh, yes, I have seen this movie uh, a number of times. Ramon? First time seeing the movie. <gasps> Clutch the pearls? I think you killed Mark, and he's going to reanimate in just a moment. What about you, Mark? I've seen this movie several times. It's almost an annual thing, but I don't try to see it every time it comes on TV because it's one of those movies that still scares the shit out of me to this day, so I try not to oversaturate it with my psyche, but I'll get to that later. Really? Yes, really. Okay, we're going to get into your brain in in a moment. Um, but I will uh, warn you, Mark, um, clutch the pearls and hold on to your seat. <laughs> I had never seen this movie either. Shook up. Shook up. Shook up. I think I killed Shook. Donovan this time, too. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Let's talk about the movie and... Uh, Typically, we talk about the cast, and I think it's very important to talk about the cast with this movie, because, in my opinion, the star of the movie is Ben, the character Ben, played by Dwayne Jones. Yes, God. And this is 1968, and we have a black man, a man of color, as the lead in this horror movie. Let's talk about this. It, I mean, yes, he was the lead, and it was definitely a groundbreaking moment, but it was groundbreaking mostly because this movie ended up becoming what a huge hit it was. Like, when it was made, it was made on a nothing budget by a bunch of nobody, basically. So the fact that it took off made it so amazing. But, I mean, I just think that... Um, him being black was, like, great, but I'm thinking about it in the context of, like, well, when they were casting it, they were like, we're not going to get Marlon Brando, you know, because we have, like, a budget of $500, like, literally. So, um... 
Well, Marlon Brando would have done it for some donuts. He. <laughs> you see, man. I mean, I'm just being honest. In like right, Legionnaire. Come on now. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think it was. Uh, it was certainly atypical to see a black man not only be in the lead, but you know, be the hero of the of you know more or less the hero of the film. Right. Uh, such as he was, so it was it was cool. I mean, I think it was it was something I recognized even even as a kid. It was something I I recognized. You know, this one black man who seems to have the most sense out of all these white folks. Yes, right. I know, right? <laughs> Smart, absolutely. As someone who watched this for the first time, I was shocked because, especially, it's 1968. You know, like this was like in my mind, revolutionary. I'm like, I was very impressed. I was very impressed for a 1968 movie to have a black man as the lead. This is on the cusp of exploitation as well. Like, a couple Mm -hmm. of years after this, exploitation became Mm -hmm. a huge thing. So, the the mood was ripe for more representation. Um, But yeah, this was still, for this genre, it was still a big deal. And yes. I appreciate it because when the movie first started and I saw, you know, the Dwayne Jones character, I'm thinking, oh, he's probably going to be like the help or something. And as the movie, pro- as the <laughs> oh, movie my Lord, uh, he, he looked a little uh, Octavia movie, Spencer-ish. As the movie progressed, <laughs> I said, wow, you know, he has this strong protector type of um, vibe. And I was very appreciative of that. I enjoyed it. Well, for me, um, to be honest with everybody, I actually sat there and watched the, the remake, the Tom Savini remake. That was my first introduction to Ooh. the Night of the Living Dead. Um, because I, the Tom Savini remake. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. Tom, Tony, Tony Todd. Yeah, we're with Tony Todd. Oh, okay. I still don't know what that is. Yeah. I, the only, <laughs> I'll be honest, the only Living Dead, whatever you want to add in front of it, um, or dead, uh, whatever you want to add in front of it, movie that I know is, oh my, um, the one that was released maybe 15 years ago where they all go to the mall and I think Ving um, Rhames is in it. That was Day of yeah, the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of yeah. the Dead. Yeah, okay. Dawn of the Dead. I know, yeah, I knew it had dead in the title. That's the only one that I've ever seen, be- besides mm. now this one. That's yeah, a me good too. one, though. That's a good one. Yeah, it was cool. But, okay, so go into, like, this Tony Todd one, which now I feel like I need to watch, because Tony Todd is awesome. Well, the reason why I brought that up is because that was my introduction to the story, the, the narrative. It's like these seven people trapped inside of a house, and they're trying to get out, and, you know, so that was my first... Oh, it's like a remake? Dead. It's the remake, yeah. Oh. So it came out in 1990. And so, and then I remember oh, seeing... Oh, I saw this one. I saw this one. Yeah. Mm. It's the most recognizable one, because you know the... We will get to that later on, but it's the most mm. recognizable remake that's come out. It's actually the first remake, if I'm mistaken. But the reason why I brought that up is because when I actually did go back and see the original, which was... It came on TV some random night. And I said, oh, this is the original, because you saw clips, you know, you saw the whole clips of, like, he's coming to get you, Barbara, they're coming to get you, Barbara, and stuff like this. So I actually sat there and watched the original movie and was scared out of my mind, 
because, and I can get into Reese's why, but I don't want to jump ahead, but seeing in 1968 that there was a black guy, like they didn't recast a black guy for the role in the original the remake. No, that's who it was, a black guy. And I, even though I love Tony Todd's being, because that's my first one, Dwayne Jones's being, it's just so, he just came mm-hmm. in and just, and just I don't want to say he the stole the scene. He, he just took control. And yeah, I mean that in the it. most, he owned Absolutely. it. Because he had the most plausible idea. He kept telling people, why y'all barricading yourselves down? Did y'all even try to sit there and see if there's even a way out in case we get cased up in this stuff? Mm-hmm. Because he was out there in it. And he, out, he, he was out there in it. He was just trying to pass by to get some gas. And then he had to sit there and take control. He didn't, I mean, and I mean that in a way of like, he just made everybody do what he wanted them to do. It was just like, no, to survive the night, we got to make sure there's an exit. And we got to make sure to find them keys. He had two objectives. Find them keys. And we need to keep these doors, you know, barricaded and whatnot. And then, mm-hmm. so, but, and this is the reason why the movie scares me, mainly is because if they all had to set aside the differences, they would have probably got out of their house. Because all the stuff that happened in this whole, I forgot how many minutes of the movie, could have been prevented. Because it was just, state, this, you know, silly shit, you know? And, and I agree. It is a microcosm of different personalities and also different backgrounds and whatnot. And that's part of the fun of these zombie movies. It's like all these zombie movies have practically the same premise. Like starting with this one, you get a bunch of people from all different places. You put them in one place and see what happens. So that's really the movie. The zombies are like what forces them to come together. Because exactly. you could really have this sort of movie in all different types of settings. You don't even need the zombies. You just need a reason to get all these people together. So, Donovan, exactly. you're basically saying it's 12 angry men and women with zombies? Essentially. Hey, that's a good way of putting it, though. It really is. <laughs> because that's the that's the bottom line. Like, you could have... Uh, that's why I was saying earlier about The Walking Dead. You know, it, I don't want to get into that, but I'm just saying, like, that's why I feel like The Walking Dead is a better show than the Z Nation because at least with The Walking Dead, that's it's a character study and you could put them behind you could replace the, the walkers, the zombies with aliens, you could replace it with um mutated humans or anything like that, you know, or um just the end of the world. I mean this is in the world, but I'm just saying like, you know, something else, some type of external entity and it was still Harold Paranel. Car- mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm just that horrible. This is oh. Shout out to Harold. It's coming from Mark. I'm sorry. I'm just like, dude, you could have did better than that. But you got your check. That's all that matters. But I, I mean, the, that's why I, I watch it every time, every year. But I don't watch it to the point where it messes my, um, it, it, it takes away some of the thrill. Hmm. Because it still unnerves me. I can like, I cannot watch Night Living Dead. Alone. The last time I watched it alone was Halloween night on IFC, and I had a big ass butcher knife right beside me. Oh my it. gosh, That's that is adorable. Because I was like, that is just not going to happen no more. And I was still like a teenager or something. And my parents came home like, why you got this knife right beside you? I said, I just watched three horror movies straight, and I have the last <laughs> one I even did. And they're like, you need to stop that. I'm like, it's going to be okay. I just had to protect myself. It's <laughs> Halloween. And, you know, people tend to do stupid stuff on Halloween. So I don't know. They show up to your house in a clown mask. <laughs> did, right. I, did, 
Craziest that is thing adorable. I've ever done on Halloween is worse the Lettos. Oh, I've seen those pictures. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I will say, and this is sharing sort of real life with the listeners, and this is something you triggered this, Mark, with what you were saying a couple moments ago. I love getting a Facebook update on my feed of, like, Mark watching a random-ass horror movie at, like, 3.30 <laughs> in the morning. Yes, that's me. Like, it's fantastic. I love it. And it, it's just, it's random. It's, like, the weirdest shit. And I'm like, why are you watching that at 3.30 in the morning? But, um, anyway, sometimes it is for us here at the hotel, but um, other times it's just very random. But, um, okay, let's talk about the co-lead of uh, the film, Judith Odea. I believe that's how you pronounce it as Barbara, uh, Barbara. Yeah. with that. Let's talk about Barbara's hair too. Iconic. Wow. Iconic. <laughs> I look absolutely. Uh, that, that is true. That hair was everything. I'm sorry. Was it? Okay. <laughs> it was letting me have it for the time. <laughs> I'm sure she was all that in her day. Yeah. And she kept on running a lot, but like the hair was fine. You know what? That's one of the things that I wrote down. Like, oh, okay. Moving, moving away from the hair, when she was running, even in movies today, you see girls like running through the woods, they're like mm-hmm. running from a, a somebody or whatever, and it looks fake. It looks like it's not real. Here, she looked like she was running for her fucking life. Yeah. Like, she no, was yeah, like, oh my yeah. god. Like, I believed that you know yeah but the hair wasn't scared at all <laughs> i mean all them cans of hairspray she exactly oh yeah yeah the aquanet yeah <laughs> yes. rest in peace to all the hair can, the, the, the um the spray cans that we went through the hairspray cans went through because <laughs> i mean that's probably like at least six hours of this chair like no you're not you're not done Gotta yet. Be. yeah half the budget went to her damn wig <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was high quality. Um, it's from the Sherry Shepherd collection. But um, <laughs> let's. So Barbara, like, we sort of see her like almost immediately become unhinged. Um, her hmm. brother did die first. Yeah, I mean, she was and... assaulted. Okay, well, Donovan gives her a pass, but um, <laughs> and, like she just like unraveled very fast, and like everyone else that we're introduced to was like much more cool, calm, and collected. But here's my well, thing. But, but we don't know how we don't know how it started. That is true. Them. They might have freaked out in the beginning and got a chance to get calm. <laughs> yeah, I did like that she became unhinged. I just was like, good grief, oh, yeah. girl. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she annoyed me. She annoyed me a lot. And um, the thing is, like, with her specifically, I feel like they felt like she took the audience's place. Like, oh, okay. There's always a character in horror movies, especially in horror movies, that it's pretty clear this person is supposed to be in the place of the audience. Like, there's always that one person who's, like, questioning everything. Like, why don't we do this? Or why can't we do that? Or they 
they scream when other people are like, why are you screaming? Like, you know, there's that person who's supposed to react when the audience reacts. Yeah. So I feel like she was that person, but I think mm. that it stretched on a bit long. Like, she never really broke. You mm. know, had this traumatic experience, and after that, never really recovered. Whereas everyone else, as you said, kind of not went on, but they, like, I think that survival thing kicked in, and they were like, all right, this is some crazy shit, but we gotta figure out a way to live, and she was just in this weird place, and I think that that's what they wanted the audience to be like, because, I mean, I guess back in 1968, this was, like, one of the very first zombie movies, so this was, like, a whole new thing, so they were expecting people to just sort of be in disbelief or just like, you know, it's like, what would I do if this ever happened? You would just freak the fuck out because not only are you running for your life, you're mm. confronting this idea of a zombie. Now we know what zombies are. So if it actually did happen, we would freak out, but we would sort of adapt because we've been consuming the idea of zombies for so long back then it was new yeah that's a whole nother topic i want to get on about like the whole zombies what would you do in the zombie apocalypse well actually we will i have that question next i do well i feel like you have to ask that question when it comes to zombie movies it's like yes what would you do if this shit happened i will ask that question in a moment but mark you were about to say something else oh yeah i was gonna like um co-sign what he's about because see Barbara, I'll be and I hate bringing up the 1990 version because it's night and day the character who Barbara. played Barbara in uh, 1990s. Yeah, Nancy Cartwright. Patricia no, no, Patricia Coleman. Patricia Patricia, Patricia Tallman. Y'all don't probably recognize her. She was um, Lily Tomlin's daughter. I never know. Tallman. Tallman. Oh, Tom. Tallman. Um, if you watch Babylon 5, she was a character on there for a couple of seasons. Yeah, she also <laughs> starred in a series of old teen commercials. But, but the thing of the matter is no, that, she didn't. um, Judo Day's Barbara, like, she kind of, like, brought us to the house. And then once we got in the house, we were there. You see what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. she did her part, she just sat there and, like, said something yeah. crazy every so often and whatnot. And then, you know, she was just there, but she used to leave. You know what I'm saying? She's the one. Well, hold on. She also got slapped mm. like no yeah. one's business <laughs> by a black man in 1968. Yes. You know she and liked that it. Was that was a big deal. She probably, and you know what? You know what, Donna? She probably was stunned from that alone. Like this black man. <laughs> just she was shook. She was <laughs> shook. Right, never, she, never she liked back. it. <laughs> she didn't sit there and tell Tom and um. Cooper, when they came out, this black man assaulted me <laughs> because they were like, "We don't right. care, about <laughs> we don't care, about She's because like, right. the zombies, the black man just hit me. It's too much. So here's the question: You are Barbara, and uh, Donovan can easily fit into those shoes. We learned. Um, we learned that a few moments ago, at Halloween night. Remember? So. You're doing what normal people do. You know, you have a family member that has passed, maybe a parent. You're going to the cemetery. You're there with another family member. 
And then this creepy man starts approaching. And then all hell breaks loose. What do you do? I'll tell you what I don't do. Okay. <laughs> you don't run into a farmhouse? <laughs> it's not even that. It's as the altercation was progressing. This guy walked up <laughs> on her. She didn't know him from Adam. She was like, oh my god, Johnny helped me. Johnny came, rustled the man off of her. And then she stood her ass behind the gravestone and watched from like 20 feet away and just watched as Johnny got his ass beat. Like, Mm -hmm. really? This is your brother. He just jumped in to save your life. You're just going to stand there. She didn't even look around for like a weapon or anything. Like, that's when I lost it for Barbara. Like, in the very beginning. Yes, because you know there are several weapons in a cemetery. Hey, I, I mean, I know you're, like, talking in jest, but, like, <laughs> you can pick up a piece of wood or a vase. I'm sure there's plenty of vases. With oh, okay, vases. that is uh, true. You know, you can pick up an urn. You, I'm sure she had a purse. Go get in the car, run his ass down. Like, you could have did something, you know? I mean, she just literally sat there and watched her brother get, like, beat the fuck up and just screamed. Because mm. trust and believe, if Barbara had been Kawana and Jamal, <laughs> right, he would have been a well whooped ass. Oh, yeah. Shout out oh, to yeah. Kawana and Jamal, if and you're listening to this podcast. Left, like, right. and that's another thing I wanted to bring up to y'all, if I may, Jeff. Yes. Um, about Kawana and Jamal? No, about just were they in how, the reboot? No, no, just how how the hell okay. did they not know what's going on? Well, sure. oh, all right. So well, the thing really is, in these movies, like no one knows what the hell is going on. Well, right. that's a really interesting point. But the very first note I wrote down, the very first note I wrote down was that they turned off the radio. So as soon as they pull up to the graveyard, Johnny. Like, like Barbara gets out the car and then the radio kicks on and then you hear this guy on the radio say, oh, sorry about that. There were technical difficulties, but we're back on the air. And and then he switches the radio off. And had he waited for a couple of seconds longer, I'm pretty sure he would have heard that there's some crazy shit going on. You guys need to be prepared because they really did go through pains to like through the dialogue to show you that these people have been in a car for three hours without a radio. So this, all this shit has been happening and they don't know about it. So that's sort of like, that was the very first note I wrote down. And I also sort of took note of the fact that, you know, most horror movies, they really go out of their way to give the protagonist or the victims or whatever you want to call them. They go out of their way to give them an out in it's kind of like the old adage of the girl, the babysitter, the guy's coming in the house, and she runs up the stairs instead of running out the front door. If she ran out the front door, the movie would be over. But they do have to give her that option. And then the audience is sort of like cheering for her to do one thing, and she does another. This was, in a way, that sort of thing. Like, had he left that radio on for a few moments longer, he probably would have heard there's all these mass murders going on. Like, because that's what they were calling mm-hmm. it at that point. And then when this guy is, like, walking up to them, looking kind of drunk or kind of weird, 
he probably would have connected the dots and been like, let's get the fuck out of here. So it's that opportunity to be saved, but not really be saved so the movie can progress. And then, yeah, but there was also, like, you know, Tilly Jenner, what he said. Like, they, there was something happening, and they made it clear that, you know, you have to rewatch it, like, a, a couple of times before you pick up on all the little nuances. But, you know, it was clear that when the radio popped on, there's something going on, but he turned it off too quickly. Hmm. But yeah, Donovan, get... the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, but for me, I guess I'm looking at like Ben's account of what happened, then the Coopers, their account of what happened, and then Tom and Judy, their account of what happened. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking like this is going on like all day. Not second, but to be, on, to be truthfully honest, they've been on the road all day. They weren't like in town or anything like that. Or yeah. So I mean, because you're on the road, you probably know what's going on. But it just seemed because Ben said he had to sit there and like fight a big bunch of them and stuff like this so i'm thinking like they may have you know came across some or something or they probably didn't realize it they probably yeah because i had to go back because I, I guess I, every time i watch the movie i'm like how did y'all not know that this was going on because mm. i'm thinking like because I'm, I'm, I'm again i'm looking at modern <laughs> stuff trying i'm trying to use modern stuff trying to make sense of like 1968 yeah only so, donovan knows what it was like back then i did i did okay so removing ben and barbara from the equation because i have a feeling that everyone would pick one of them maybe um who did you like in the house did you find any of them sympathetic were you um caring about their plights and whatnot I mean, obviously, Ben was like... Well, I removed him from the equation. You said Barbara. (laughs) I said Ben and Barbara. Barbara Ben Ben and Barbara. Yeah. I thought you meant Barbara and Johnny. I just look at them as a pair in my head. Um, I thought Helen was a reed. Helen? You thought she was a what? She was a reed. A reed? (laughs) On who? (laughs) Mothers? Who? Yes. Why do you say that? There was a couple of, uh, yeah, I just love that uh, that line that she gave. It just stuck with me. She's like, we may not enjoy living together, but dying together isn't going to solve every, anything. I just thought that was a line. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, no, yeah. there's, some, there's some subtext here that we need. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's story. <laughs> right, right. We need <laughs> some history. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, don't get, yeah, I, I, was, I mean, I liked her in that sort of way as well. She was reading the girls down, especially right. Harry, her husband. Um, yeah. But as far as who I could see myself being... Well, not necessarily probably, being. Like, did you sympathize with any of them? Judy. Nope. I sympathize with Judy. Tom's yeah. girlfriend. She was yeah, smart. She, <laughs> she was pretty. She died way too quick, but she died in such a way to where I could see myself dying like that. Like, yeah. you know, it wasn't a stupid idea going for the gas, but it was, you know, you, you know, kaboom. I mean? it's like, yeah, yeah kaboom. Like, she didn't see that shit coming. It wasn't like, yeah. She died like Barbara died. Like, right. oh my God, Johnny. Like, bitch, he's a zombie. Run. She wasn't, you know, that's just dumb. 
Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. Judy That's... was like helpful. And... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. And I, I'm a co sign with that. Um, to me, the only person inside the entire house that I did not care for was Cooper. And because mm. he was the main, he was the one who was causing all the tension and the drama. You he know, was being the most. He was being the most, exactly. He was being the most. Mm. And it was just like, everybody else was like, okay, obviously this man, okay, Ben knows what he's talking about. We've been stuck down here in this basement. We don't know what's going on. He's been out there. He knows how to get to certain places. He is the person we need to be listening to right now. Hold on, who's Cooper? Harry Cooper. Harry Cooper. Harry Harry and Helen, yeah. Harry. Harry. Oh, my God. That scene where he tries to be like quien es más macho and like you know tries to take over the farmhouse oh, like yeah. i was just yeah. like sit the yeah. fuck sit down yeah well i mean all right so i didn't like him are you siding with the white supremacist donovan no okay <laughs> here's the thing he at least had an idea barbara just sat there she was useless she was I felt, and I Barbara saw her brother get eaten alive. She did not see him get eaten alive. Well, close enough. Fall down and hit his head. Well, that too. That's what she saw. But she just kept it. It was so drawn out. I feel like it was unreasonable to have her be in that catatonic state for so long. She didn't have any idea of what she was was shook. It. She scared of her own shadow. Harry at least had a child and a wife to worry about. He had this idea that the bunker or the, not the bunker, but the cellar was the way to like, you know, write it out. It's not a totally stupid idea. Like, I mean, it's like, like politics. Like I can see both sides of the issue. Like, yeah. Okay. So you agree that he should have taken the rifle and tried to shoot Ben? No. But what I'm saying is that he had a wife <laughs> and he had a daughter. He was trying to protect them, defend them. I at least understand that he was like, look, I'm doing what I got to do for my family. Barbara was just useless. So Harry well, didn't damn. bother me as much. Like, of course, you have to have that one person who's like a fucking moron and, you know, whatever. But Barbara annoyed me way more than Harry did. Okay, uh, so wait, just things. a second. So, Donovan likes Harry. Did anyone else like Harry? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> no. um, okay, I think continue on, Mark. The thing with Harry's idea about the base, that's why I said that everybody was like listening to Ben, because he has been the one who's been out there. He's fought a gang of them. He said mm-hmm. that... Donovan know, would listen to Harry. He would not listen to Ben. Oh my god! And so being in that basement and not knowing if there's an exit out anywhere or something like that, I think there actually was. But you don't want to sit there and get all of them inside the house and then go out because technically he probably sat there and said there was an exit outside out in the basement, but you can't really see. You're just gonna see what's up there at the, at that moment. You get out that basement, be be a crowd them at that basement door. You know what I'm saying? And then you be trapped on both ends. So at least on the um, on the living um, first floor level, you can see all your exits and whatnot. And I think that's why they, they, that's the idea that's been transferred over to like other like movies, like Night of the, um, the Walking Dead and the other horror um, zombie movies that become of late. You know, I always have an exit plan, but if you go in that basement, you're trapped. But 
I hate to bring up the 1990 movie again, but I'm going to tell Donovan's issue with Barbara was an issue that a lot of horror fans, I believe, had with her character because she's the lead and she's not doing anything. She's just there, you know, just like. But they, was she the lead, though? Or was yeah, she? She's the co lead, I, I would say. She got you to the house, but then Ben was the lead. I mean, no, no, I mean, I mean, she's the, yeah, I meant the co-lead. I mean, she's a female lead, let's say like that, you know. Yeah, that's what I meant. She's the female lead because when you sit there and you see, like, the posters and they promote the movie, every time you see any version of the Night of the Living Dead DVD or VHS, you see Dwayne Jones and Judith O'Day. You don't see any of the other actors, the actresses' names up there, so she's considered the co-lead. But Mm. they fixed all that in the 1990 remake, and I cannot wait to hear what y'all say about it when y'all get a chance to see it and DM me. Is Harry um, still a dick? Oh God, yes. Oh, oh okay. God. Well, I, then I, I, Donovan I, will love him. Well, no, oh my God. <laughs> um, I vaguely remember the 1990 version, but from what I remember, all the archetypes were the same. same. Um, but yeah, I do remember there being something different with the Barbara character. Oh God, tra- drastic difference. Now, I would say the Barbara character from the 68 version, was transformed over to Judy. Hmm. So the Judy character in the 1990 version, she had super long blonde hair. Yes, and okay. annoying yeah, as hair. Yeah, about the same Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, but another thing I want to bring up about Barbara is in the, arch- in the archetypes, you know, you're going to always have the hysterical character. You're going to have that asshole. You always had a hysterical character. I think Barbara was the hysterical character because, you know, mm-hmm. again, like all, all of us said that, what would you do if this happened? So everybody's had their first encounter. They've seen the, you know, Tom, I mean, um, Harry and Helen saw their daughter get bit by one of these um, um, zombies. Ben saw a group of them get up and walk again and they shot them down and stuff like that. Um, Tom and Judy saw their, his uncle get attacked by his cousin and whatnot. And so they've seen these things in action. All Barbara saw was just somebody attack her brother. So you knew she was going to be dead way <laughs> from day one because she hasn't seen the true horrors that these things do. Unless, because I think the scene where they fall and, it, and when the zombie looks up at her, he has blood on his mouth. So I don't know if they sat there and cut away from him biting into Tom, I mean, to, um, mm. Johnny, because they're always, I always wondered that, like, did he bite him? And then that's what threw her into the whole, you know, catatonic state and everything. And then she just went, like, running crazy and stuff. And There was a definite lack of gore in this movie. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't like gore as just, like, a thing that to Me throw too. in. But um, sometimes it is informative. And I felt like the zombies in this version of the film... Um, weren't as scary because you didn't have those shots of them biting into people and like really just like ripping bodies apart. They were they were basically like mental patients who oh could like hit in the head gosh. with a bat and like put down. But there was that scene though, I think it was after the explosion where they were like mm. playing with like I mean, it looked like a link of sausage, but like they were playing with like what? intestines we, or stuff. Can we talk? In, can we talk for a second before you continue on about the zombies specifically? Like, yes, I felt like for one, uh, for one, this is the first sort of modern zombie movie that we have, so you have to give a lot of allowances. But I think mm. one of the things that they hadn't perfected 
was what is a zombie? Because there were a couple of moments, like that moment where they shot the guy, Ben shot the the zombie through the window, and then the zombie backed up, and then he had an expression on his face, and then he kept going. And it was sort of like, and even when Johnny came through the front door, like to skip ahead, when Johnny came through the front door to get Barbara, it was like mm-hmm. he had an expression, and it was sort of like zombies don't have feelings. They don't exactly. express things. All they want is to eat you. So I felt like this sort of being the first film in this genre, like they were still sort of perfecting things, but the zombies weren't as scary because they weren't necessarily mindless sort of things. They were like, it, it seemed like a lot of the actors who were playing zombies were trying to, like, use their degree and try to, like, be a zombie. Like, this is me, and I'm a zombie. But it wasn't, like, you know, that's not what's scary about zombies, you know? Yeah. And, I, and again, at that time, because you probably go point, I, and I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, Donovan, uh, did you mention when uh, the first, what they call the cemetery zombie, well, did you remember when he picked up that, like, no zombie has the mental capacity the brick? to pick up a brick and then decide, yes. That's why I was like, what? Are you serious? I said, the, I said, no, the zombies in the now and the, um, the movies and stuff we see today, did some crap like that, we're done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they're mindless. They just sit there, they see you, and all they do is try to get through the thing. They can't open up doors. They can't do anything yeah. like that. But if they sit there right. now to open up doors and can break stuff and stuff like that, there's no... Just just in the movie for me. Nobody's going to make it. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's one of the scenes that took me out of the movie when I was watching it again. Because, like I said, I haven't seen it in a few years. So, when I was watching it again and he picked up the brick, I was like, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. No. Like, so, yeah, I mean, that's, like, one of the things that sort of, like, takes you out of the movie. Like, that's not something a zombie would do. Yeah. But at that time, you couldn't really say what type of zombie could do that and do that because, like you said, that was the first flesh-eating zombie movie. Because they had zombies Mm -hmm. before. Like White Zombie and uh, some other, like, I think the Alan Doctor. No, I don't think he had zombies in that movie. Anyway, long story short, they said that this was the one that was the first flesh-eating, mindless flesh-eaters and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that they don't have one thing that's to feed. But, y'all, you're right, because now, I, I guess Romero retweets some stuff for Dawn of the Dead, the 1978 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, because they were mindless in there and whatnot, and yeah, they were just walking. They were just really mindless because they were just walking and Karen, when she mm-hmm. picked up that knife, when she picked up that garden hoe and stabbed her mother, I was like, well, right. why are you doing that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why? Right. Because she sat there and was chewing off her um, daddy's arm, and then I'm like, okay, she's going to take him off. But that gets to the point of what makes zombies scary. And it's really nothing, because zombies are one of those sort of horror creatures that individually you're not scared of a zombie. Like, you know, if either of us had to take on a zombie at some point, we would be like, girl, I just like bash in the head and it's fine. But what is really scary about zombies is the group of zombies. Like, you get 20 zombies, 30, 40, they're all coming at you from all different angles. You can't escape. Mm. That's what's scary about zombies. Not any one particular zombie. And I think they were still sort of, like, 
figuring that out at this point. Like, George Romero was still sort of, like, you know, fine-tuning what is scary about this new creature that he had basically created. Mm -hmm. I like it. No, I like it. I love where the conversation was going. (laughs) Donovan got some great points. I mean, like like, like he said... Even um, though he likes Harry, but... You know, <laughs> you're not gonna let it die. Harry, I just understand Harry. Yes. Well, there you go. Okay. So there are a lot of interesting character decisions throughout the movie. Like, you know, some wanted to stay in the cellar, some wanted to barricade the doors. And, you know, then they hear that there are rescue centers offering safety and whatnot. And so, you know, there's that whole scene where they are refueling the truck and that goes wrong. And I'm just curious to ask, like, were there any of the decisions that were made where you would have been like, you know, I think I would have done that too, or at least I would have tried to have done that. Or would you have just decided to have stayed in the house, like barricaded until like everything uh, sort of uh, passed? But that's the thing. They didn't know how long this was going to pass. Plus. That's why I'm asking what you would do. With me, I mean, I would, I would constantly be on the road. I would not, like, oh, okay. there, because if I came in, if I was being, I came in, I saw this distraught white woman. If she would have came with me, I would have brought her with me. But like, it's not safe here because you don't know anybody, don't know what's going on. Come with me because it's strength in numbers. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to find gas, you know, where's your car? But she was catatonic because I'm pretty sure. Because she had a car. She had a car. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's still there, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not going nowhere. But it, and when she crashed it into the tree, it was like a little, really a little bump. You know what I'm saying? Like a bump. And all they had to do was just push it up and, you know, get it out past the tree and go. I would yeah. constantly be on the road because you don't want to stand there. And see, the thing of the matter, and I'm hoping not take this away from anybody, but when they get to the house and they started hammering, because this is something else to touch back on what Donovan said, the tweak, you know, um, the zombie was scary or not. That, that was what was really drawn into the house. The screen. Was loud as fuck. Fight. Yeah, they, they were all loud as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and it's even they went, now, they, I would put this into Harry's basket because they went into the cellar and they probably would not be making that much noise for them to hear. Oh, but Donovan. They, they you're luring so, people to your side. I'm, 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 I'm saying I'm giving him that one thing. If they'd have been in the basement, they probably would not have made enough noise for them uh, for the zombies to hear them yeah, and come towards them. However, yeah. the thing is, is like by morning you saw there was more of them because people are turning at a rapid rate. So you don't want to be stuck down there too much and not know what's going on. And you can. And um, Cooper was saying like he was trying to take the TV downstairs, and he was like, "There's no reception downstairs." But no, you're really trying to take the TV downstairs because you're too quiet about it. <laughs> because mm-hmm. you did want to be upstairs, so you want to take it downstairs. And yeah, go, um, iPhones. Do they didn't have good reception down there either? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the iOS 11. Oh goodness! Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, but um, what about anybody else? Like, was there anything 
like any type of decision where you would have been like, you know, maybe I would have done that or, you know, maybe I would have done something different. Besides, I guess everybody's going into the cellar now with Donovan. No, I, I, going into the cellar definitely would not work for me because I have to be, I have to be in a place where I can see multiple ways out. Yeah, Legionnaire right. always carries in, his katana. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. Legionnaire always has his katana with them. Yeah, you need more than one exit. I can't be them. Exactly, because because once they clog once they clog clog up the entry, it's like uh-uh. you done mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's why I would have stayed upstairs if I had to stay in the house. Right. I'd have been quiet as fuck. <laughs> Y'all stop by the damn hammer shell. <laughs> That's too funny. So, just, at, yeah. just for the record, I uh-huh. would not have gone into the cellar. Oh, okay. I would have stayed up, and actually, I wrote down different things that I thought Ben did wrong. Oh my so gosh! Right. Okay, down. let's hear First it. First of all, calm down. But second of all, did Harry I give you this down, list? <laughs> different mistakes that would have ultimately led to him living in the end. Oh, and okay. Mistake number one. Well, mistake number one was not killing Barbara, but mistake number um, mistake number three was staying in that house because him staying in that house, boarding up the windows, like just run. Like they're not faster than you you know you can run to a neighboring town or something like that like even if there are zombies who will pop up like from behind a tree or whatever hit them in the head and keep on going like hit in the head and keep on going is never a good idea i like it what was number two because you're skipping around Number two. Yeah, I love. He's got a composition Get notebook. The notes. Get the notes. <laughs> number two. It. Number two was fighting the two zombies. So at that point, when he was in the house, and then the two zombies were outside of the house, he went out to fight them. Mm. So yes, we I just heard them. That. Apparently, we did. <laughs> but that was number two. Since you're curious. Ah, okay. Interesting. Okay. I can dig it. I understand. Donovan. <laughs> so let's talk about the ending. So a lot of stuff happens. Basically like everybody dies <laughs> at, the, at the end. Um, Harry, uh, Donovan's buddy, um, you know, tries to, you know, do a coup, but it doesn't work. He ends up dying. Like everybody ends up dying. And... Ben is the sole survivor, as Akon once said. And uh, (laughs) it is now morning, and we sort of see what's going on outside. And basically all hell broke loose, but um, they are sort of, like, collecting the bodies of, like, all these uh, zombies that they're killing. Mm -hmm. And Ben has... Well, before you get to that, before you get to that... I would like to mention that this is one of the few zombie movies where there is a resolution. Like, in most zombie yeah. movies, you don't have, like, oh, and then a bunch of people came where, like, you always think the government is going to show up and save the day or whatever. That almost never happens. This and that other movie, um, the more recent one, Cillian Murphy, Naomi... It was 
in England. Oh, you mean, you mean 28 days like, later? 28 days. Yes, yes. Like, at the very end of that one, you had Wait, to Wait, Naomi Harris is in 28 Days Later? Yes. I really? love her. Yes. That was her first role. Oh. That's the first time I saw her. Yeah. Uh, the first time I saw her was as Calypso. Oh, no. I love her. Shout out to Money Penny. Um, okay, continue like, on, Donovan. But, um, so, yeah, but most movies in this genre, it's kind of specific to zombies in the horror genre, in that horror films rarely have a happy ending when zombies are involved. Yeah. And that's true. That's like, accurate, that's yeah. Like, and they always really leave it open-ended. It's like yeah. the zombies are still out there. Exactly. Right. Like you don't get people coming in to save the day. And I wonder, was the 1968 version different because it was the first one? Or because um, they hadn't realized yet that to make a zombie movie really scary was to sort of like allude to the idea that it's an ongoing thing. Like, there is no resolution. Like... There's just going to keep going. Like, you kill dead people. Like, on The Walking Dead, when you die, you become a zombie. Like, that wasn't a, you know, I mean, so that wasn't, like, present necessarily. Yeah, it was kind of. Mm. Yeah. It was the one. I mean, the, they one did the, say if you die, you have to burn the body. But they, I mean, it wasn't, like, common knowledge. Like, now, if a zombie apocalypse really happened, back to my previous point, we're so much more knowledgeable now. You know, but that's but that that's why I got to counter you at Donovan just for Tad because you got a good point. Ooh, not, a saying, counter, not a counter, not a counter, girl. It's just a counter, just 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 a, <laughs> it, I guess if a counter <laughs> devil's advocate slash thing because it kind of comes up because um Fear the Walking Dead um I'm gonna use Fear the Walking Dead, Night of Living Dead, and the Resident Evil movies because God is this in MLA form? No. Oh no, because you got your sources. <laughs> Oh, I'm just saying, uh, you gotta have your receipts, you gotta have your receipts, now. you gotta have your receipts. Now, I'm just breaking up three different Well, look examples. at what happened to Fader Parks with her receipts. Now, you know now, now, we're gonna leave Ooh, it. Uh, you know what we are, we are, what we not gonna do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave, she already, she's already been dragged already uh, on Facebook right now. <laughs> but, um, Fear the Walking Dead, um, and Night Living Dead pretty much have the same, you know, thing you die no matter how you die you come back yeah um resident evil you didn't have to die come back a zombie it was just you got bit by a fire you got bit you can Mm -hmm. sit there and die and nothing would happen to you you probably come zombie child or something like that after the fact but you wouldn't be okay he's dead or um he we got put a bullet in his head he won't come back and so is it certain situations where certain zombie movies where i think also return of the living dead that's another one that's a big one because... Which one? Return of the Living Dead. Um, okay. that, that's the one where it was a toxin. And mm. if the toxin got on you or if you breathe some of the toxin in and um, up close and it also the toxin also reanimated already dead flesh. So if somebody killed you, shot you or something like that, you weren't going to return. You could just be there. Child, so this ain't even a movie. You just made that up. No, it's in the movie. Gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, it's just certain instances where that would have came into play. But it always goes back to the question of what would you do? That's why I was kind of hesitant to answer that question because technically, no matter how much zombie movies we watch, we none of us will be prepared because we don't know what type of what type of 
what, what we're dealing with. Because that's prepared. Well, because that's what happened in Return of the Living Dead when that when the first zombie popped up. Because that's mm-hmm. a little um when he when he popped up, they said, "Oh, do it like they did in Night of the Living Dead. Get him in the head," and they stuck him in the head, and the thing kept moving. And I'm like, oh shit, we don't know what to do. Well, that's now. just unrealistic <laughs> because. No, wait a second, because, like, even if you are a zombie, your brain is, like, the control center for your body. So, even if there's no... Because I feel like the premise of zombies, like, as a creature, is that they don't have souls. The Whatever was there that made them human is gone, and they're just animated corpses roaming around mindlessly so it it makes sense that they are very carnal and very sort of like primitive in that all their objective is to eat like even in this movie like they're scared of fire like yeah no that is true no yeah it's like very it's a very primitive thing like oh my god fire what is that run it's hot it's bright whatever um it's hot like, it's bright <laughs> but your brain is where all that primitiveness comes from like your brain controls like your body so if right. you take that out then you're done so even in these movies where you take out the brain and the zombie keeps moving that's just unrealistic like if zombies did exist <laughs> they would need a brain you need a brain you can't just have like that's like a chicken with its head cut off walking around. Like and then I killed a few chickens. Right. Well, no, wait a second. I grew up on a farm, so I've killed a few chickens, and I know that there is some momentary spasms that happen. But the chicken is essentially it's done once the right. head is removed. Well, the the, the I mean, zombies walking around is Donovan in the farmland <laughs> killing chickens. There's a lot you don't know. Yeah, you're gonna be his target all night, man. Uh, but oh my gosh! But, the, but <laughs> I'm just saying we don't know what is going on to happen because um I, I got some trivia at the end of the movie um at the, at the end of the okay I mean I got some trivia at the end of the um, show Jeff you want me to drop some of uh, oh yeah you feel free to feel free to drop um, the trivia but, I will give Donovan yeah. props though because I love the whole psychological moment that we just had that was really yeah, nice yeah. I mean I'm just trying to like dig deeper. Okay, so give us some trivia. Oh, we're doing trivia now? Yeah, okay, give us some trivia, because we're going to head into the awards soon. Oh, before I give the trivia, I want to say that the most hearty part of the movie was with Ben, the soul survivor. Mm-hmm. Oh, out. yeah, we didn't get into that, because Donovan... Yeah, um, we didn't get into Donovan interrupt, interjected, I'll say. I, it, oh, oh, okay. Interjected in a good way, with the psychology. <laughs> okay. I'll be silent. Oh gosh! Because again, when I saw the re- when I saw the remake, I thought that the ending was gonna play out like the remake. You know, foolish me. You know, say it's um, oh, there's a happier ending. I- say what? There's a happier ending in the remake. There's a hap- There's a somewhat happier ending in the remake. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and, um, yeah. In and, this but, movie, Ben dies. He gets shot because he gets mistaken for. A walker, a zombie. Yeah. Walker, zombie, or was ghoul. it just because he was black? Well, well, see, I thought that too, Donovan, but then I did some reading, and they said that hmm. they were going to cast some burly white man to play Ben. He was supposed to be a trucker type. Mm-hmm. And 
Then somebody said, well, I know this guy named Dwayne Jones. He's a teacher, a professor, at the, uh, he's a teacher and an actor at a local uh, school or something like that. So he came out in an uh, audition. And even the guy who was going to get cast as a trucker was like, no, I think I need to cast this guy because he has so much, you know, gravitas Run and stuff. through and, research. You know. And, and so, Shout out and, to the and, trivia. And, and <laughs> And then George Romero was like, you know, I cast the right person for the part. He just had to be black. And so they did tweak his uh, dialogue a little bit because the truck was going to sound uneducated and very, you know, mm-hmm. stupid. And you got this, you know, trained actor, you know, who's trained. got a BA. I think <laughs> trained. <laughs> Don't get too excited, Donovan. But yeah, so but I saw that man because for the longest time until I read that Donovan, I said they shot that man because he was black. But they said it was mm. because be at the end of the movie. But I still think it's hand in hand. Yeah, well, you saw, I mean, I never really thought that they shot him with the intention, like, oh, there's a black man, shoot him. Right. I thought that it was more of a commentary on society when yeah. I did think that. Now, when I look at it, I just sort of see it for what it is. Like, Ben is us. He's the main character. He's the one that we care about the most. And then when he's shot, there's this sense of hopelessness. Like Exactly. It's like, what's happening? It's, you know, Barbara gets taken out of that sort of, this is us. As as the audience, we latch on to a figure and we say, this is me or this is us. This is the person that I would be in this situation. Barbara loses mm. that as soon as Ben is introduced because she seems, by comparison, to be, like, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so we latch on to Ben. And then when he's killed, it's like, all right, so maybe I wouldn't survive and exactly. it leaves you with this sense of like, wow, you know, and even the music at the end, the pictures during the um, ending credits of his dead body being tossed onto the pile. It's, you know, it's like the hooks. It, yes. It's mm-hmm. just very sad and scary. That's mm-hmm. and thank you. You just summed up why that movie still scares me to this day as a black man. <laughs> as a man of Hashtag color. get because, out. Exactly. Because I was like, to them it was just another thing to throw in the fire. And so I was like, but I'm thinking like, could y'all have seen whether or not that he was dead? But I said, then again, you didn't really can tell that the cemetery man was dead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he right. didn't have any bite marks on him. He was just walking. And he should have been yelling, I'm alive. Don't shoot me. Or something. But, you but know? they have done that, especially in today's climate. Well, yeah. Where, you know, like, because that's the thing where the movie transcends, I think it transcends, it still holds up to my personal opinion. Because I'm pretty sure Sail Towers would have been just a mess if they <laughs> if this had them taken down today. So you probably could get no phone call in, gas is, you know, crazy and stuff. So, But it's just the fact that that man survived that horrific night to only be killed by like an everyday situation. That's what that's what hurt me. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I was gonna go ahead and go to the trivia here. The Return of the Living Dead was supposed to have been the sequel. Actually, the Return of the Living Dead was a novel written by the co-author of Night of the Living Dead. Um, what's that guy's name? Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was a co-author of um, 
co-writer for Nine Living Dead, John Russo, excuse me, he went and wrote a novel called Return of Living Dead. And it was a continuation of what happened, you know, after Night Living Dead. Because him and I think George Romero had a split in, you know, the how the movie was going to be, you know, but what, what they want to take the next movie. And so George went and did Dawn, and John went and did the book, but then they turned the book from Return of Living Dead into what you saw. Has anybody here seen Return of Living Dead? No. I don't think so. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> classic, if y'all have not seen it. Um, and they turned it into, they tweaked it a little bit, and in the movie Return of Living Dead, they refer to the stuff that happened at Night of Living Dead as a dramatization of something that actually happened. It wasn't as broad as, like, you know, world-ending type situation, but it was a well-contained situation that, you know, the government came in, the army came in, they, the military came in, they packaged all the body because it was chemical warfare, a chemical warfare agent or something like that that got out, and one of the containers that had one of the dead bodies from the incident was in the basement of where they was working at. That's how that movie got started off. That's trivia number one. Um, trivia number two is that um, for the, re- the remake of Night Living Dead in 1990, um, some of the cast members came and visited the set. They, they shot in the same house that the original movie was shot in. And they shot the That's same that. property. And yeah. some of the cast members from the original movie that were still alive came and met some of the the new cast that was playing their parts. And the reason why I remember that is because there was a behind-the-scenes um, feature that aired one night. And I remember, that's how good my memory is from way back in the day. And I remember them, you know, seeing some of the older people. That's what made me go seek out the original movie because I didn't know it was a remake at the time. So, and I think that's all for right now. I don't want to take too much of everybody else's time, so... I like it. Alright, so let's check to see if the original Night of the Living Dead has received any awards. And uh, it has, although it's a a more recent-ish award. In 1999, the National Film Preservation Board, uh, uh, it, it won... Uh, as part of the National Film Registry. Okay. All right. So, there you go. And over on Rotten Tomatoes, on uh, the Rotten Tomatoes Fresh Meter, it is Certified Fresh 87%. I thought it was higher, but okay. I can see why it wasn't higher, but... It's still one of those movies that feels like because it was the first, it needs to be 100%. Yeah. It led off a genre. So. And it's been remade so many damn times because, you know, the rights of the movie are public domain. So if we want to go do a Night Living Dead movie, we could. Let's go. Donovan will play Harry. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's let's hand out some of our own awards since we are here in the ballroom. Let's start off with an award that I really like, the Scream Queen. Oh, Barbara. Even though Barbara, really Barbara. did she scream like once? Oh, once, but I the one who had the most blood curdling scream was Helen when she was getting stabbed by Karen. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to give it to her because Barbara annoyed me. And she was pretty. She was very pretty. I was looking at her. She reminded me of Sophia Loren. She was a very... Whoever that actress was, she was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Who was the diva? Barbara. Definitely. I would say Harry. <laughs> wow. The ingenue? <laughs> Judy. Judy. The biggest douche. Harry. 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 Harry, even though I understand where he was coming from. Well, the See You Next Tuesday Cunt Award. (laughs) I just don't like her. The Read of the Night. Helen. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Mm -hmm. We Don't Have to Die Together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Queen of Shade. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Helen. Come through, Helen. Come on, Hell. The barf bag moment. Ooh, I would I say gonna... when they when Barbara saw the lady at the top of the stairs and yes. she was like partially decomposed. Which, to be fair, poses more questions because it's like <laughs> this body is like partially decomposed. So how long has this been going on? Because from the rest of the film, it seems like it started that day. Mm. So yeah. how did this body have time to decompose? Maybe she's oh, the first. Or was she, or was she eating? And that's why it's decomposed. Yeah. Oh, but, right. but that, I, if she was eating, then she was licked clean. And they did oh my gosh. But you know what, Donovan? That brings up another point. If she was eating, then why didn't she just get up and walk around? Why was she just still laying mm. there? Because her brain was right. her brain was still intact. She should be a zombie. Yeah. Because they only ate her face. Her brain was still there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The scariest moment. Hmm. <laughs> I got two. Y'all go ahead first, though. For me, I would say the scariest moment would be after the movie when after Ben got shot, that sequence that I talked about with him being thrown on a fire because it really left you with this sense of like, what the fuck? Like, you know, that was very because it stays with you. Mm -hmm. That's true. Anybody else want to go first? Well, I was going to throw mine in. Mine was what Donovan just said, but it's also the part where he got actually got shot because mm-hmm. I jumped. A mile, I jumped because I did it, jump at that. Yeah. At, at that point mm-hmm. in time, I only thought I, at that point in time, I had only seen one black man survive a horror movie and I'm not going to get into which movie that was. And so when I saw him was the last person standing, I'm like, oh, so it, they do survive. When that <laughs> came through and that bullet came through and popped him in the head. I'm like, oh, and I was shocked. I was still for like about a good, 10, 15 minutes after the, the first initial showing, and it still makes my um, stomach turn every time I see it. The second thing that scared me was when that door came down, because when Barbara finally get like, she hopped to, she came to, and she hopped up, and then went up there, was helping Ben with the door and everything, and then they just got too strong, and that door fell, and her brother came in, like, he came in like, boom, I'm here, bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? And then it, it just sent her, and it just paralyzed her all over again. It was like, you know, damn, you know, so that scared me, even though seeing a clip on another movie, I didn't get the connotation of what was going on, you know, the context, you know, I didn't know that was her brother or that was her, you know, I just saw the, the guy come in, I didn't see him yank her outside, I didn't see that part in another movie, I just saw him come in and the movie clipped mm-hmm. something else, uh, cut to something else though, but that shocked, 
She also didn't scream when he grabbed her and brought her into this. She was like, help me, or she said something, Johnny, Johnny, or something like that. But she didn't, like, scream. So I was kind of thrown off by that. I thought she said, help me, please help me. But Ben was like, damn. <laughs> he went and tried to step fight. I'm like, <laughs> he just ran. And then he went to the basement. Then Karen was standing right there. He just threw her in the damn bed and just like, I'm fine. So, mm-hmm. What was the movie you were... You didn't want to mention, Mark. The movie that the black guy... Yes. Um, Tales from the Hood? They, no. Oh, not, you did not just mention Tales from the Hood. That's a hood classic. Don't judge. I'm not judging. I love that movie. Yes. I love the little dolls. Creepy as fuck. But Mark, oh. continue on. No, the movie is called Night of the Demons. and Oh, um, Night of the oh, Demons. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to do that on Horror Hotel one season. Yeah, that's my that that is my shit. Oh my god, I can talk about that all fucking night. Go ahead though, but that's the movie I meant. That's the first time. Hold on, what are you talking about? Night of the night Demons, nineteen eighty-eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, but Demon Night is also my Demon Night is good too though. <laughs> I'm like that was Demon Night. What Shout out to Jada Pinkett, about? minus the Smith, yeah. I think at the time. Um, okay, this is an obvious one. The best slap. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do we have to say it? Like, <laughs> Maybe not. Slapping the shit out of Barbara. Yes. <laughs> the moment and that you know made you gag. Jeff? Oh wait, go ahead. I was like, you know something, Jeff? Um, they said that she was supposed to slap him three times. Did. Oh. And he told them, and he told them that like, I can only allow her to slap me once. <laughs> when it was ah, I like it. Come <laughs> yeah. And I bet you he slapped her ass for real. That was weird. <laughs> Y'all thinking this was a movie? He slapped the shit out of that white lady. Right. <laughs> yes. The moment that made you gag. Being gay shot. Yeah. 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 The most non-politically correct moment? Hmm. I would say the slap. Was... I was literally thinking that. Especially in that time, that was definitely mm. non-politically yeah. correct. And the that's so retro moment. That damn brought that newscast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's rank the film in our special horror hotel categories. We've got the screamer for films that are filled with scares, the gutbuster for films that are grotesque, the eye popper for films that are visually impressive. The Gravedigger for films that lack scares and the Mind Blower for overall best in show. You may mix and match. It's up to you. Get creative. We will start off with Mark. Um, best in show? Best in show for me because I just love everything about this movie. Um, it's just, and it's, it's iconic. It is, uh, it's a, I won't say pioneering because I don't think it's a word. Yeah, that's a word. Is it? Pioneering. Yeah, I feel like that's an um, American word in the dictionary. But it pioneered what we get today. Because I always tell people, if it wasn't for Night of the Living Dead, some people say the movie's boring, sucks, and all that. I said, if it wasn't for Night of the Living Dead, you would not have The Walking Dead. You would not have Z Nation. You would not have um, Resident Evil. You know, you wouldn't have any of these things that you take for granted today. Respect your classics, you know, and keep it moving. So it's it's like I said, it still freaks me out to this day. And 
And so I guess it's a screamer as well because um, I cannot watch Night Living Dead if I lay down and go to sleep. Because as soon as I close my eyes and wake and into my dream, I'm in a house trapped with people I don't like and got to sit there and make my way out. So that's all I get. <laughs> I like it. Donovan? Yeah, so I don't know. I I don't know if there was like a real screamer moment because these um, movies, especially in this period of time, didn't really provide much as far as the scares go. Or maybe scares were different back then. But um, just nothing about this movie like authentically scared me. But there was a general sense of like uneasiness. Um... So, I mean, I would like to give it that, but, like, I'm not sure that I can, really, because I wasn't genuinely scared. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm lost. Um, Legionnaire, save us. <laughs> save you? I, I gave you um, everything. You did, but I still wanted more. <laughs> Oh uh, well, for me, this was this movie was a mind blower. Um, it definitely yeah. uh, set the stage for you know all the zombie movies to come. Um, still, it's probably still one of those one of few uh, movies of the genre that I will not watch at night in the dark. Ooh, I don't know if it was all that scary, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm speaking for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ramon, I would definitely give it um, mind blower. Um, I definitely feel like it was a classic and set the precedence for a lot of um, the zombie movies. I also wasn't necessarily scared, like cause it's not that easy for movies to scare me, but I did like a lot that the movie had to offer. So that's why I picked that category. Okay, I'm going to go with mind blower as well because I mean it is the trendsetter. It is the first one that inspired you know, everything. I mean, we have podcasts here on our network based on The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, and those would not exist without uh, this movie. And I'm also going to give it a gut buster, because some of the zombies did look gross, even though some of them just looked like they didn't bathe for like a week, but that's gross to me. And um, when they were like eating, mm, yeah. the pe- that was kind of gross to me, so gut buster for that now let's rate the film on our 1 to 10 hotel room key scale the point system is allowed and uh, let's keep it spicy and let's start off with Donovan (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would give the movie a 10 because it kicked off the genre you really can't I mean I'm a writer not to like toot my own horn, uh, in production on the film right now, and um, it's it's a porno. It's I mean you're <laughs> in it, but um, the thing what? about it though is it's so hard to come up with original ideas, especially ones that catch on. So the fact that someone thought up the modern zombie genre i mean you can't under like when you think about it like you can't undersell that like it has to be given that credit and i feel like that counts for a lot so i give it a 10 
just purely off of the fact that I mean it the film just like purely as like a film that was made and like just as like a piece of art it does succeed in a lot of places but just that first modern zombie movie it's a 10 for me Ramon I will also give it a 10 um it has a lot of elements that I like to see in a horror movie. Um, and especially with me, with this being the first time I've seen it, I was excited and pleasantly surprised. Um, I just appreciate a lot about the movie. So, yeah, I'll give it 10. Legionnaire? Uh, 10 for me. It's, um, yeah, everything everyone else has said. I mean, it's, it's a classic. Um, definitely set the trend for what we know as the uh, modern-day zombie horror genre um and it still has um you know while not out and out scares for me it still has a creepy creepiness factor that has um stood the test of time for me all right now donovan started the 10 train he's the conductor mark are you on the 10 train too or are you on the sidecar i'm chewing chewing on this damn 10 train you know and i would give it more than 10 but you know infinite Infinity, because like I said, it's the it's the holy grail of zombie movies. You have to respect it. You have to give it its props and everything, because it did start off this whole subgenre that is still shambling along to this day. Um, I mean, you have The Walking Dead. You have. Yeah. I'm sure there are like three other Hollywood films in production that have zombies at the center. Like it's still alive. So exactly, I mean, it's not. Yeah, and if anything, The Walking Dead re- re- uh, revigorated the genre, but it's with ne- it was never dead. It was just simmering because there yeah. was still some low budget zombie movie coming out every five minutes. Oh, the five dollar being at Walmart. Um, so <laughs> I'm just being real. And then you know, Sci-Fi Channel kept making them horrible ass zombie movies and stuff, but they still didn't have the depth because even though you take Night of the Living Dead. Right, the 1968 version we're talking about right now, and you know, you, like I said, you could use it as a fallout, a fallout zone, anything like that. It's still the characters at the bottom, at the, at the base of it, it's a character study, and, mm. and if you can take that and try to transition that to any other type of movie, it still holds up. But you take like the zombie aspect and try to, you know, what a lot of people are doing. I'm taking the zombie aspect, put people trapped in the situation, and then have them argue and stuff like that. But you really don't care about nobody in the house. You know, in the, uh, like some cheap sci-fi channel movie. You don't care about nobody. Z Nation. You just sit there. Z Nation. You just wait for everybody to pick, get picked off by the end of the movie. That's if you want to sit there and waste time. But Night Living Dead, <laughs> I, I actually cared about Ben. You know what I'm saying? Even though you didn't know that much about him, you didn't know his folks or anything like that, what he did for a living. It's just that he knew... He was just trying to survive. Come and through he, character development. Character development. And then, you know, mm. Barbara's sitting here looking comatose and everything, you know. Oh, my and gosh. I, I kind of care for her. I care for her, too. I think it's got kind of, I care for her, too, because, I mean, she just lost. Cause really? I looked at this, like, I looked at Barbara and Johnny as me and my sister. Aww. And, you know, because mm. I said, if something had happened to me, I'm thinking my sister probably been just as lunatic, crazy as Barbara was because she always looks up to me to what's... I'm not saying, like, as, like, you know, just being this 
high and mighty. I'm just saying she looks to me for guidance sometimes. And so if something like that had to happen, she would have enough common sense to know to not just be just fall completely apart, but she will kind of like have her moment, you know. And so I looked at that as like like my sister have her moment because, you know, then my sister can be stupid enough if I come up. If I do get back up and say like, I'm here trying to, she would be like, uh-uh, you finna stay down. Because I saw you go down, and you gonna stay down again. Then, so I looked at them, and so it's just you look at all those characters in the house, in that house, and you cared about. But you look at anything else, like uh, Rise of the Dead, you no, know, and like, oh girl, just just die already. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And so that's how I look at it. Like those, they trying to recreate what Night of the Living Dead did. They cannot hold even a matchstick to it, let alone a candle. Mm-hmm. Well, damn. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to add, but I will say that I am on the 10 train, choo-choo motherfuckers, um, a 10 from me, and, uh, basically, you know, echoing what everyone else has said, uh, but I will add in that one of the reasons why I really liked the movie was because this is 1968, and we have a black man as the lead in a horror movie. I have to give major props to the film to the character Ben and to its actor Dwayne Jones because he was awesome and outstanding and the only one with any real rational sense. So, uh, major props. Mm. And on that note, please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Horror Hotel. Once again, here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p c r horror hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you've brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now. (laughs) Thank you. My fellow Horror Hotel team, please wish our hotel guests and the listeners a good night. Good night, everybody. All right, good night, listeners. They came for you, Felicia. Watch out for that garden hoe. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and laugh. It was quiet. You're ignorant. (laughs) Thank you, Felicia. Now, bye, Felicia. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. You may have checked into the Horror Hotel, much like Felicia, but who says you're allowed to check out? Good night.